This morning, um, we're going to finish the, the series, the two I've been at, talking about telling your story. And um, last week, I asked you all to turn to your neighbor, if you remember, and, and go ahead and tell them your faith story, and I got a lot of... <laughs> so what we want to do is help you prepare that and be ready for that. In your bulletin, you're going to have an insert that helps with that. But also, Brad Davis is uh, someone who has a powerful testimony. He's going to come at this time and share some of that with us. So, Lord, at this time, I ask that you would pour your spirit upon Brad, that you would fill him with you, and that though it will be his voice, that you would speak through him to us, and may the words that he says resonate deep in our hearts. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you a story about a friend of mine. His name's Artie. I've known Artie most of my life. He was born in Tennessee. He's the second son to a family that was struggling financially. Of course, he did not know at that time that they were struggling financially, but uh, after looking back and looking at some pictures that, they, that he did have, uh, he realized that conditions were not great. But he had some hardworking parents. His dad went to a tech school and learned typewriter repair. Now, for those of you that are younger than 50, typewriter is something people used prior to computers. <laughs> but uh, he, after he went to school, he got a job there in Oklahoma where his parents lived. They moved there when Artie was five. His dad worked in an office supply store and got another opportunity to become a traveling salesman. So they moved to Indianapolis where they stayed until Artie was 11. His dad got another opportunity to get a bigger and better territories. So they moved once again to Georgia. As I say, his working folks and with each move they became a little better off. His mother was one of the few mothers that worked outside the home at that time. Artie was raised in a Christian household. His parents would take him to church each Sunday and he was involved in other activities at the church during the week. I don't think he ever really got why he was there other than to hang out with his friends. But he grew up in a, with the basic knowledge that Jesus Christ was his Lord and Savior. He was baptized at the age of 11, and that was because that's just what they did at that age, at that church. He didn't really put a whole lot of stock in it, but that, was, but that seed was planted. He was a good kid, loved his parents, loved his older brother most of the time. Before they moved from Indiana, he got into a little trouble. Some older kids had convinced him that there was a mad scientist that lived in a house, and they were going to get inside. Being a gullible little kid, he went along. Well, he got caught and met the business end of a belt again, and deservedly so. He's old enough to say he had to walk to school every day. The buses only picked up kids that were further out. But that was okay because the other kids would join along the way and they would have a good time on the way to school. About nine months after coming to Georgia, the younger brother was born. Of course, this immediately made him the middle child and we all know about the middle child, it's trouble. Well, Artie did not know about the middle child syndrome, but he sure acted like he was a pro at it. Even though he found more than his share of trouble during his high school career, he was still basically a good kid. His troubles were more of the mischievous nature rather than criminal, but he again got caught at every turn. He was athletic and excelled at wrestling. He was an average student, would have done a lot better in school had he actually studied. During his high school years, 
the family's attendance at church was not the same as it had been earlier in his life and his behavior reflected that because acting correctly was not a priority. Having fun had taken over spot number one. Graduation night was the first night he really had any beer. He must have liked it because he did not shy away the next time or the next or the next. He joined the Air National Guard <clears throat> and when he came back active duty, got a job and continued his life. He'd gotten a dear Artie letter while he was on active duty. So upon his return, he had his buddies to hang out with. Until one of his buddies introduced him to Mary Jane. Mary Jane was not good for him, but he really liked Mary Jane. This was the late 60s and early 70s, and Mary Jane took him on a trip for several years that took him into deep, deep into the world of drugs. Pretty much anything you can think of Artie was up for it and did it. Yeah, let's have some fun. This was really exacerbated in college. He followed Mary Jane everywhere. She took him to some very, very dark places. His college years were shortened because he wanted to create income so as to take care of Mary Jane and her associates. He began working and he had been taught by his parents the value of good work ethic and he was a very good employee, very smart, and would give more than expected. His paychecks would pay for literal, literally hundreds of concerts, mostly the Allman Brothers, Mardi Gras, pop festivals, tripping, Mary Jane, whatever. He had always wanted to be married and accomplished that in 1972. It was not a union Church, no way, they were recovering on Sunday mornings. But it did produce a daughter in 1981. He was divorced in 1982. He got custody of his daughter, and he had always said he would not make his children go to church. They could make their own decision. But something of extreme importance. He didn't take her to church, so she could not make an informed decision. She only saw what he did, and that did not bring Jesus into their lives, except on Mother's Day when they went with uh, his mama. After several years, Artie married again in 1988. Artie left, had left Mary Jane by the wayside by this time, but this marriage was not formed in heaven either. It lasted only a couple of years. Church was not a, on the priority list again. I don't even know if it was on a list. Then God, in his infinite wisdom, pointed, a, pointed out a pretty gal to Artie only about six months later. Artie bowled in a league. And she did also, and she had just moved here from Macon. They began dating. She had some trepidations because he came across as a very, very nice guy. But he and his buddies drank too much beer. Well, they got married about eight months later. Neither of them knew at that time that God had put them together. And did not know for several years. But he needed her and she needed him. And God knew that. She had been raised in a Pentecostal household and they were at church every Sunday. She had been married before and had two children. And before coming to the Atlanta area, had been pretty regular churchgoers. She had not found a church when they got married and unfortunately for her, she accepted his attitude towards church. There were a couple of veiled attempts at finding a church, but that was only window dressing. It wasn't until Artie was facing a job situation in 1999 that he would that would have put the family in a desperate financial position that he turned back to God. He had not spoken with God in many, many years. 
But he asked God to help him out of this situation and promised that he would do whatever he asked of him and be at church every week. Already got a job the following week. Better than he could have expected. And already has followed him, followed through with his promise. God has put him in a very uncomfortable positions for him, but he has struggled through. Every time Artie has been called upon, he has accepted the challenge, no matter how uncomfortable. Artie attended a weekend retreat called the Weekend to Emmaus, the Walk to Emmaus, where he was reintroduced to Jesus Christ. And that seed that was planted so many years ago and had been lying dormant began to sprout. Artie did skip church one Sunday to play golf. But he was thinking the whole time that he was not supposed to be there and it was not much fun. That was the last time he did that. Artie was a name that he wanted to be called when he was a young boy because he was crazy about his first name. But it really never did catch on. His actual name is Bradley Arthur Davis and he stands before you today. I thank God every day for what he has done for me and done in my life. Do not misunderstand. We have struggles and challenges and some continue today. But I thank God for the things we do have and we attribute these things to him. Kareem taught me the value of volunteering a long time ago and I can assure you that if you find something that interests you and even if you have to give up something, you will be forever changed. We are always looking for volunteers right here at your church. I also thank him every day for Arbor Point Church. It's, uh, that makes it very easy for me to attend every week, for me to be here every week. I have been attending a Bible study for going on four years, and that has made me more aware of who I am and what I mean to him. Please do not be afraid to be involved in a small group or Bible study. Guess what? You don't have to be a Bible scholar. I'm about as far from that as you can get, but I do learn something each time I'm there, and my life is better for it. I find a peace by getting to know God in, more, in a more intimate fashion. <clears throat> I know that by the time I get to work each morning, I have sinned probably countless times, but I also know that God forgives me. I'm not sure why he does, but he does. All that being said, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you've done. You are forgiven and you are loved. <laughs>